Hey everyone, and welcome to the Project Esports Podcast. This is the very first episode for 2018, and we're so happy to have you here with the next year. Hope you all had a great night last night, and we want to kick off this year with kind of a little bit different episode, obviously with Christmas and all that kind of stuff being up the last couple weeks. There hasn't been a lot of major news stories, so what we want to talk about are our kind of bold or big predictions that we have for esports in 2018. Before we dive into that, though, I want to introduce our co-host as always. My name is Andrew Nimsgern, and then we have my two co-hosts. I'll let James introduce himself first. Uh, hey there, I'm James Graham, manager of Honor Esports and uh, healthcare security officer. And I'm Dylan Beal, a collegiate esports guy, um, and I guess esports jack of all trades, kind of the person that brings every other game but League of Legends to the table. And thank the Lord for you, Dylan, because without you, we might as well just call ourselves the League of Legends podcast. But no, um, yeah, glad to be back on. I've been missing a couple of weeks. You guys have done a great job kind of picking up my absence, and I'm glad to be picking it back up after the holidays. But um, just to kind of get into the first of our predictions, I'm going to hand it off to James because I want to see what kind of crazy ideas he has for us. So my first, my first major prediction... Um, for this year is I think we're going to see the takeoff of the the NBA, uh, the G League and they're kind of, I know I, me and Dylan covered this this last week but, uh, or not last week sorry, the week before, but I think with the personalities they're bringing into their their, twi- their Twitch community and stuff like that, I think we're going to start seeing it get a bit more of a following. Um, for example I, us collectively discussed this yesterday um, that Mia Khalifa was actually hosting it. Like, she was actually, like, running commentary and stuff like that. Um, like, I mean, she was doing it from, uh, from like, like you know, like, just from, like, a living room and just chilling. Like, I think the, when I t- tuned in, she was she was eating chips. Like, just, like, talking about the game. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, right on. But, like, it still, it still had, like, I think something stupid, like, 7,000, like, viewers or something like that. Like, it was, um, it had a decent following. So I think we're going to see... That definitely pick up, and I know that's like a fairly safe prediction, but um, that's why I kind of want to start it out with. Yeah, so just to be sure, so I guess I wasn't really on that podcast. So when you're referring to the G League, you are referring to like kind of like the development league for the NBA, and not the 2K League, correct? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was actual, actual like games, not so much like the the, the 2K League. Yeah. Yeah, just making sure. No, I think. I mean, first off, I mean, those 7,000 followers, I'm sure about 5,000 of them were there for Mia Khalifa, let's be honest. Can you blame them? Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not going to blame them. But no, I I definitely like that idea. I mean, I love to see, I mean, that kind of was a bold move. I mean, obviously, it's just kind of a developmental league. It's not big for the NBA, and if it flops on Twitch, they don't lose anything. But I think the opportunity for them to kind of go on to Twitch and look at bringing regular sports there hopefully one day i think would be it could be a big impact kind of on traditional sports and kind of esports and bring them together onto one platform so i don't i think it's a big prediction i don't know how well it'll do just because the d league's been around forever they're rebranding at the g league like i think people will tune into it more just because they have nothing else to watch on twitch but i really think yeah if they don't get those big personalities I don't think it'll grow, and I think it'll be because of the personalities, not because of the league itself. Because of the players itself. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, it has its pros and cons, but I think, I don't know, I don't mind it as a first kind of prediction. I could definitely see it coming to light. 
Now, I don't really think it's going to explode or really take off, but I could definitely see there being a space for it. I definitely think having big personalities that enjoy it are definitely good to have in there. And like you were saying, uh, I think people will tune into it maybe if they're a little bit bored on Twitch or maybe if that's just their thing, if they're really into basketball, I could totally see them tuning into it. But as far as blowing up, I don't think it'll blow up. But I definitely think there is a space for it. Damn, boys, really, uh, really beat me down. <laughs> well, but no, no, I, I know what you're saying. Like, I mean, especially where it's been like, but that's the thing, though, for like guys like me who like, I mean, my my traditional sport is football more than basketball. Um, with the with the introduction of the G League on Twitch, like. I, I now know it exists, you know what I mean? So I'm not like, yeah. I mean, I, it may not be something I'm always going to look for, but if it's on, like, I mean, I'm not going to complain. Like, I mean, I don't have to worry about going through some, you know, like pirated streaming service to try and watch a game or something like that. I understand it's the, like, it's the, the tier below, but at the same time, like, it's still, it's still enjoyable to watch, right? No, yeah, no, I totally get that. No, and I wasn't trying to say, oh, it's going to fail and all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. But I guess just saying blowing up can mean a lot of different things, especially if you look at, how some of the games have blown up over 2017. Like, I consider PUBG to have blown up this year. So just seeing that kind of growth, it's hard to compare certain okay. things like that. But yeah. It's, no. yeah, it, it's all how you look at it. I definitely agree. No, yeah, I guess I guess, I guess, guess blowing up in, like, a relative term to, like, PUBG and stuff, or, like, Fortnite. Like, yeah, it's definitely – I don't. It, it's probably not going to have that much of an impact. I just think it's going to have a bigger following than it did. Yes, I no, I agree with that. Okay, Dylan, I'll let you kick off with your first one. We'll kind of go on that cycle from here on out. So the first prediction I have is the big Hearthstone rework that hopefully will bring a lot more energy to the, um, I don't want to say semi-pro scene, but like the latter scene for sure. So Hearthstone has this really big problem of it being near impossible to get into. So coming from a StarCraft background, I totally understand this and this totally makes sense for me. So to get into StarCraft, one would have to sit down, start playing the game, and lose at least 100 times before you get anywhere close to winning. And this is just because of the skill curve is so high that it's basically almost impossible to get into unless you sit down and watch tutorial videos, you you know pull up builds, you get guides, all that kind of stuff. Now for Hearthstone, whenever you load in, you are so far behind because there's tons and tons of expansions out. There's tons of cards. Everyone, basically at every single level, even the lowest rank possible, has a net deck. So basically they went online, they pulled off a deck that a professional made, and they're using that, and they know how to pilot that deck. And this is a huge problem because if you go into a game, you don't know too much about the game, you should be able to play it reasonably. So League of Legends is perfect at this. This is one thing I really do like about League of Legends. You're able to go in at level one, you play through the tutorial, and then it puts you into some AI games, and then you get to play uh, some normals, right? So whenever you play a normal and you aren't level 30 yet, I think that's that's a totally fine space. You can viably play those games and have a good time. No one knows what they're doing in those games. You don't know what you're doing, but at least everyone else doesn't either. So it's totally fine. Um, and I think what Hearthstone's going to do is I think they're going to do a big ladder rework. They're going to f- fix, they're going to tweak, they're going to do something to the ladder to hopefully make that experience 
better and drive in some more, I, I would say, new players to be able to kind of uh, boost the population a little bit. Because it is a super popular game. They could continue doing what they're doing for like the next 10 years and they would still make money off of it. But I think they're going to slowly move in that direction. So have they already announced this, or you're predicting that they're going to announce this and implement this? Um, I think the lead developer, Ben Brode, he offhandedly mentioned something about doing something with the ladder in the future. I think this was like this okay. was like a year ago at this point, but he, he did mention that they were going to do something with the ladder, but I think they're going to do a really big rework that will help bring in new players. No, yeah. Um, I'll, I guess I haven't... I'm downloading hearthstone right now i'm not gonna lie i really want to try it out because i've heard about it and i've thought about it so i guess i don't know how big this kind of skill curve is but if it is kind of what you saying i could see even myself being turned off of it instantly because i don't expect to go into anything and just instantly win every single game like and just be a god at it automatically but you should definitely feel as if you have a chance when you're first playing those couple games and that you're kind of compared to the same level. So if you're going in and just getting demolished in the first 10 games, I don't see why people would want to stay on and keep kind of going unless you really have a passion for this. So, I mean, I hope so. I'm kind of curious to kind of go on there and try it out and see how bad it is. And maybe in a week I'll be preaching for it as well. But I guess I don't know well, too actually, much. Well, actually, let me let me rework what you were saying real quick. So it's not inherently a skill issue. So it's not like you're queuing in and playing against people who are really good. You're queuing into people who just have better cards than you and so okay. it feels kind of bad so it's kind of like in league if you would queue up and you didn't have any masteries or well i guess they put them all into one so ruins so i guess if you yeah. didn't get that rune page and everyone else did that's kind of what it's like okay and that was the okay, uh, that was actually that the sense. old league system right like that's why they moved away from yeah. it is because there was such a discrepancy between players who had runes and who didn't have runes that because they were based on uh like amount played um, that's why they moved away from that. So I, yeah, and I totally agree with Dylan. This is especially coming like I'm kind of one of those guys that's at like the like bottom end. Like I go, I fluctuate from rank 20 to rank like 17, right? And I have I have a net deck, like I have a, like a decent net deck. And anybody who comes at me with a basic deck, I can demolish. But as soon as I go into like other guys who have decks that are more meta than mine, um, I get stomped, right? I mean, mind you, like the deck that I currently use is like fairly recent but i mean if i have somebody who's using a more a more relevant deck or a more like like as a right like just for some context um and you don't have to worry really about understanding like the the names or anything like that but like as of right now in this current patch raza priest is like the best thing in the world it's like amazing it stomps everything um but no like if you use anything that's like even quasi off meta um trying to get like trying to climb and stuff like that it's 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 so difficult because you don't have the cards and you have to pay or play a shit ton like you have to play so much to kind of get the amount of dust to which is like their currency to craft cards up to get to a deck of that caliber right so it's it, it's it's really really difficult so yeah I'm, I'm i'm really i'm really backing with dylan saying like i i wish i really hope this does happen because yeah, you because what okay. you're saying about ranks 20 to 17 you should be basically the poster boy for what the casual Hearthstone player is. You should be the yeah. most like, like catered to person in Hearthstone, because most of the people are that rank, and so it feels yeah, exactly. weird that they kind of put you in this spot of where like 
if you wanted to just if you got a really cool new card right and you just want to throw it in your deck because you think it's sick that is something that you just can't do and that feels kind of bad oh yeah it feels it feels horrendous man like any any like i mean mind you i'm using a deck that i really really like but i mean yeah if i had a new like that was actually that was what happened to me when i first started playing um, like there was this really like dope card that I thought was super cool. The concept was awesome, and I just wanted to use it. But like, it it was hot garbage. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I was I, like, it, it really cuts you off because you don't, you're just con you're constantly losing because you you're going against these decks that are just a higher caliber, right? So, yeah, no, I uh, I'm, I'm I'm backing you, Dylan. I hope I hope this is something that we do see. Okay, yeah, again. I'm balloting right now. I'll give. I'll be able to give my opinion on it in a couple weeks or so. But for now, I, I mean, it's it, what you're saying sounds good. I just so I'm kind of on board for the little I know about it. Okay, so I'm just gonna start throwing out a bunch of bullshit predictions that I think will happen, but I think they're pretty bold. And the first one I'm gonna do is I think. The Overwatch League playoffs will have twice the viewership than the League of Legends World Championship will in 2018. I think that the Overwatch League is going to do an amazing job of building and building as building as the entire season goes on. They have these four splits, and I think players are going to be so into the league that and of course Shanghai I believe is going to be in the playoffs and that's going to be a huge viewership but I just think that the growth of the Overwatch League is going to be unparalleled this year and that they're sure it's a little different playoffs I think it'll be longer than the world championship but I think the viewership will just be blown out of the water <sighs> saying that to a diehard league fanboy man like that's uh ooh, that's a, that is bold like and especially because the reason, like, not just because it's it's going to trump league, but the reason is is that they use their own independent streaming service. They don't stream on Twitch, so to see that much that many people shift over from using Twitch to you know the o OWLs like streaming platform, that's almost like I. I mean, it has the potential to happen because I've, I've seen, like, the UI for, like, the preseason and stuff like that. It looks, like, super nice. looks really clean and stuff. But, like, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to be able to to grip as many people to shift over just on when something when there's a platform already existing that's so accessible and that everybody's so familiar with already. Now, I'm not going to say you're 100% wrong, but... You but might, I'm 100 percent wrong. No, um. So I, I think my my feelings definitely aligns with James's feelings on it. I just I really don't see that happening when they're not on Twitch. Now I would love to be proven wrong because I definitely think there should be more streaming services than just Twitch. It just it just creates better businesses when there's more than one. Um. And then on top of that. Okay, so let, let's say, like, they hit the most ideal streaming situations possible. I think if they want to do something like that, you're going to have to have uh, China and an NA team in the finals. And it's going to have to be, like, a really sick storyline. Like, if it's, like, a really sick storyline, then I could, I could see reasonably them getting, like, maybe getting close to league numbers. Um, but definitely, I think stars will have to align for that to happen. 
and I don't think only an NA team has to be in it. It has to be somebody that's not the New York Excelsior. <laughs> that, that, that logo is hot garbage. <laughs> I know, but so... Okay, this is going to be off the thing, but I'm growing on the New York, the NYXL is what they call themselves. They don't say Excelsior, and I'm so glad they got rid of that. Even on the Overwatch site, they just go by New York XL. Yeah, so I'm their branding that. is starting to grow on me a little bit. This is a bit of a side note. And I'm going to, and like, but let's think about it. If anyone can make this happen, though, it's Blizzard. If anyone has the money, the dedication, the fan base, I think Overwatch is the sport that can create a new streaming like a streaming platform off of. I mean, we've seen other people try it, but I really think Overwatch is going to be big enough in the next couple of years and that there's going to be enough money behind it that it could be the sport to help create a new kind of Twitch rival. I mean, like I said, I know this is very, very bold. Um, and realistically, at best, it'll probably end up matching it. But this is the one that I could see take off and have that luck, unlike any other sport. I think it's kind of where I'm going with that. I one. think if they're going to do that, the major thing they definitely need to do is do something with their um, I, like OBS services. I, I don't know. I, I, there, there is another word for it. I'm just blanking on it. But basically, either spectator mode. Yeah, they need okay. they need to do something with their spectator because right now, it's it's pretty hard to follow sometimes. And is it official that it won't be on Twitch? I know the preseason wasn't on Twitch, but is it official that it won't be on Twitch? I mean, I haven't seen anywhere that's saying that they are going to be on Twitch. So I mean, like, the lack of information is there. You know what I mean? Like, so i i like i mean I'm, I'm poking around the website right now just to confirm but i'm not seeing it saying like hey we're partnered with twitch or hey this will be you know like because there's 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 advertisements everywhere for like the preseason is starting in the what is it the january 10th or the, the season yeah. starts january 10th so yeah so they haven't said anything about it though that's true that is true but yeah they're they're still saying yeah watch it on overwatchleague.com is when the season starts so i mean yeah, you. I. I probably agree that it will only be on the Overwatch website, but I could see. I could see that changing at some point. Yeah, there's. There's actually even a. Uh, and twi- okay, Twitch esports does follow it though. That's very, very kind of tin hat of me. But <laughs> that is tin hat, man. No, like so. As of right, as of right now, it's um, the the article that came out from PC Games. Um, you know, on the 6th of December, so this is re- fairly fairly recent, um, was that Blizzard announced that you can watch the where you can watch the o- uh, OWL, which will be on the preseason. Overwatch League. Yeah, uh, no, it doesn't say anything about preseason specifically. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it states that you know the preseason beginning on the December 6th, but like in saying in gen in general, like they, it's the same thing. It they suggest where to watch it, which is MLG and Overwatch, but it doesn't suggest that it'll be on Twitch either. Right, it's, okay. it's the same thing. It's just the the news is left out if it is going to be. So I don't know. Like they're taking a big they're taking a big risk by not doing it on Twitch. So I don't I don't know, boys. It's a it's a risk. Well, that's why it's a bold prediction show. <laughs> plus the o, no. plus the OWL um, Twitch TV slash OWL is taken by some random dude who's had twelve hundred views on his channel. Yeah, I see. I saw that too. I looked that up too. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, let's be honest. If they really wanted it, they could get it. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. That's yeah, besides yeah. the point. 
Okay, James, what else you got for me? I need I need to shut down your next idea now. Oh, Jesus, here we go. Okay, um, so mine is uh, a bit more minor than than the prediction of that, and it and it's prevalent primarily to the league scene. Um, Andrew, I know you're gonna fight me on this tooth and nail because you're a huge FlyQuest fanboy, but I predict that CLG is gonna reclaim the throne and they're going to take spring, if not if not both spring and summer, definitely one of the two. Mainly Why? Be because, because, this is what I'll tell you, we have the we we now have Biofrost, who I think has great synergy with Stixe. Um, everything leading up to their, um, everything leading up to this this season, like all their duos have been like super successful. There's like they get along really really well. Um, I think Rainover had a poor form year. Um, historically, especially his run with Immortals and Fnatic, he was phenomenal. Um, and that wasn't just about the talent around him, because all those players have gone off to do other things, and they but they haven't been like the primary carries. I mean, Hooney had a great year with SKT, but it wasn't enough to keep him there. Um, you know, um, Yellowstar went and kind of flopped over in um, in with TSM and then retired. Um, Reckless has stayed with Fnatic. But he's like, you can tell the guy needs a team built around him, right? I think Reckless is a phenomenal ADC, but like Rainover definitely enabled him, and I think Rainover can do the same thing for Stixe. Um, I, him and Huni have or, or Hui have a uh, a great synergy as well. They um, we also don't have that language barrier. They both they both speak very fluent Korean to each other, um, despite the fact that Hui's also French, which is like so he's got like this tri language thing going on right now, and. Um, and they also they, and they also synergize really well with Darshan as well. So I think their synergy as a core vice, just chucking a bunch of great names together, like Mike Young, like um, oh shit, who else did they who did they pick up the oh is Zen, Zen, Zen and Mithy? Like you have components that are really good, like like you know you have synergy between Hauntzer and Bjergsen because it's already been built up. But you're taking Mike Young, who is like you know he's always like he was always when he was with Phoenix One. He was the sole carry. He was the primary carry, especially when Arrow and Ryu were having an off year. Like, Mike Young was their, like, sh shining light. So if he continues to play like that and not go the, the to the wayside of every other TSM jungler, which is kind of a ward bot, um, you know, I don't think they're going to they're gonna sync up that well. We're going to see the same thing that we saw under Woodbuck's reign while they were being coached by him, where you had all this star power and all this talent, but nobody could do anything with it. So you're just going to have a bunch of personalities who think they're entitled and you, you nobody's going to get along. So as them, like the only person who I think I really see besides TSM giving CLG a run for their money is Team Liquid. And that's, and that's because Team Liquid has three out of five players who took the cup with CLG. They have Doublelift, they have Smithy, and they have uh, the Notorious P.O.B. So I think they're the only uh, only other ones who can really contend with these guys. And first off. And screw FlyQuest. First off, we have FlyQuest has Wild Turtle, the most inconsistent AD carry <laughs> in the league. And he will prove you wrong. No, not... I mean, I, one of my bold predictions would be FlyQuest wins it all. But let's be honest, they're building. They're going to do better. Give it a couple years, and I'd have a little bit of hope within them. Their teams, it looks better than they did last year, but they don't really have a chance. Um, looking at kind of the CLG roster right now, I'm looking at CLG, I'm looking at TSM. I think you're forgetting one very important factor, is that TSM is TSM. I don't is that, is think that the, is it, that the factor? <laughs> that is the factor, is that it does not seem to matter what teams are, is that TSM always seems to pull something out. 
I mean, I will agree with you. I do. I think CLG will win one of the splits. But when it comes to who is going to be the best in NA and go to Worlds as a number one seed, it's going to be TSM. So looking at short term, I think CLG does have the roster, the skill to compete with TSM. But I think that is just a team, no matter who is on it, that steps up when they need to and just kind of makes it happen. If they are a team that just gets hot during playoffs time, just kind of like the New England Patriots as much as I hate them. But when they need to play well, they, they play they, well. They do. Now, who do you think – how do you think out of those two, who's going to go f- on farther in the world stage? Team Liquid. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I, as During the offseason, watching Team Liquid build their roster, they are the one that I am the most impressed with, honestly. Even looking at TSM and CounterLogic, I could see – them making it through the play-in rounds and being that underdog team that makes it the farthest out of any of the NA teams and finally kind of breaks that NA kind of counter type. I mean, I'm a huge double lift fan there, but just looking at, I I think the same problem with CLG is going to be with TSM. Yes, they have those pieces that are going to communicate well. They don't have the language barriers, but I think both teams are just comprised of a bunch of carries and that, I'm going to have to see how well they come together as a team. Otherwise, I'm just... I mean, obviously, at a professional level, they're going to play team, but there are still players that will try to make ballsy moves and throw a game because they're trying to carry. And I just see uh, Team Liquid having the best kind of team-based players um, opposed to the other two because both other teams are so carry-oriented, if that makes sense. Yeah, and you got to look at the you got to look at the pedigree that the Team Liquid like players are coming from as well. All of these guys have had world performances. They've all been to worlds. And like Impact being previously a part of Cloud9 has actually gone on like to a decent to a decent spot. And so I think yeah, I think they'll definitely um, I think I think you're right. <laughs> I think Liquid may show show up the best out of the three. Um Dylan, I don't know if you want to weigh in it or not. I know you're kind of, you're kind of, uh, you know, removed from the league scene. I don't know how much you know. Like, I know you and I talked to at great length about Team Liquid's um, franchising profile, but that, that was pretty much the farthest we got into it. Yeah. yeah so, um, my eyes kind of glazed over a little bit when you were. I, none of it. None of it really made sense. <laughs> but James, uh, everything. It sounded like you know what you were talking about. So, uh, yeah. Let's go with CLG. Yeah, there we go. Oh, God. Hell yeah. <laughs> just because I'm a FlyQuest fanboy just means I can't talk as much about the other teams. So. No, man. That's just it. You guys do have Ander, though, and I'm really excited for Ander. Yeah. I, I'm excited. I am excited about the team, but yeah. I think, I, I, I really do think that, I mean, it's going to be TSM, Team Liquid, and um, uh, whoever the hell you like. Yeah, yeah CLG. Whoever the hell you um, like, right on. <laughs> fighting it out for the next couple of years. I, I do agree looking at their team, but they do have the best three, and I'm just kind of picking against you, to be honest with you. I, I do think CLG, you've made a good argument for CLG, so it'll be interesting to kind of watch, and I'm just excited for the season to start, let's be honest. Yeah, you and me both, yeah, man. All right, Dylan, I think that that passes the, uh, passes the torch to oh you, my boy. friend. All right, so <clears throat> my prediction is that this is the year that we're finally going to have that really big collegiate tournament that people are actually going to watch. Uh, so the reason why I say that is there's been building blocks of it. I've been, I've been on the, the, the back scene of it, looking at these blocks going down, and it's, and it's almost there. It's almost there. So 
the first big uh, cornerstone, I, I, I guess I would say, is the Heroes of the Dorm uh, tournament that happened the past couple years. Um, and so this was just a really big Heroes of the Storm tournament um, for collegiate teams. And it all uh, came up into like a big, huge scholarship prize pool. And it was on like ESPN 3. I think it was ESPN 3, but it was like on TV TV. So that was a really, really big deal. Then the other blocks going down were all the collegiate programs starting to pop up for esports. So tons of schools are offering scholarships now. Um, their administration is actually starting to support them. They have their own like rooms to practice in. And then everyone else is just starting to kind of eye up the scene and really start to see potential. So I think that the blocks are starting to fall in place to where I think there could be one really big tournament that's actually going to get a lot of traction and viewership this year. So I guess I would probably say that would have to be League just because, you know, League is the game to watch all the time. So I know there is a there was a uh, Big Ten League of Legends tournament last year. I think that probably that will come around again, and on their second go-around, uh, the Big Ten Network will do a better job of it, and I think it'll probably be really, really big. Now, do you, with building on that, do you think that um, the NCAA will get behind it? Like, they'll be a part of that? Because I think if they are, it would, one, it would mean a lot of money going into it, but at the same time, it's uh, we as we've talked about this before it's kind of a nightmare for the scene yeah so i know that the ncaa has hired um i guess consultants on this um from the collegiate esports scene and they're feeling it out super hard right now i don't know if they're going to go go in on it i don't know if they're going to kind of you know poke around the space a little bit i don't see them this year going in super hard Maybe 2019, I could see them going in hard if everything goes well this year. But um, I know they are definitely super interested in that space. Well, you actually, I'm I'm not going to disagree with you with on the tournament aspect, but I am disagreeing with you on the fact of the NCAA getting involved. That was actually going to be my next prediction um, right now, and this is a prediction that I am not excited about, but. There have been votes last year um, already about the NCAA um, getting involved and officially be um, sponsoring esports at the collegiate level, and they are voting again on it in the spring. And I feel like that spring vote, after seeing all the money that was put into esports last year, is going to be the vote that finally puts it over. And I think... This will be the last year of those big tournaments that you're seeing. I think that Big Ten Championship will be a great place for that big viewership, that big tournament to really happen and be exactly what everyone wants at the collegiate level. But that will be the last one before the NCAA steps in. And after that, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I do not want them to be involved at all. I think it is doing so much better with them not. But just like anything really at the collegiate level, all colleges and things related to colleges are just looking to make more money. And esports is the hot topic, the big money, the big investor that if the NCA feels like they get in on it right now, that they can get that money boat kind of going and just bring that in regardless of how well it does. So I think 
the NCAA is going to get involved, but I also strongly agree that there's going to be that big tournament. But after that, I have no idea what's going to happen with the scene. Yeah, I definitely see that's a, definitely a very viable thing. And yeah, again, we've talked about it before. I do, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about it. Um, I think, yeah, and I mean, there's been, um, it's not really related to this, but there's been countries starting to officially declare um, loot boxes as gambling. Mm. So they will not be allowed in games in those countries. And, like, I just think the less government involvement, the NCAA involvement, and that kind of stuff that is in esports, the better. So starting to see these governments and big organizations getting involved. I mean, I love seeing the money coming in. I love seeing it get bigger. But we're getting to that point where the bubble is about to burst and those big organizations are about to come in. And it could really hurt the scene. So I'm I'm strongly with you on your prediction, but I'm afraid for the future of collegiate esports as it is right now. Well, I think if uh, if that was your prediction there, Andrew, I'm going to move us off the doom and gloom of the NCAA and all that, all that collegiate, all the collegiate scene, because I mean, it is it is something that's kind of uh, it's worrisome. It, it, it definitely is. But um, I'd like to switch the gears over to um, the the gears of war scene. I thought I thought when we talked about it, I thought that was super hot. I thought that was wicked. Um, I think if Microsoft, Microsoft does a better job, better job of one of promoting one their promoting independent their streaming service, which is, which is somebody remind me what the hell it's called. Mixer. I'll Google it. No one knows what it's actually called. Mixer. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So if because um, I actually had a buddy at work, like uh, Mixer is a known thing to console guys. Console guys know Mixer. Um, nah, I I consider myself a console player, and I cannot tell you what it is. I think maybe on the Xbox side it's a little bigger, but I even I talked to my roommate who's a big X guy box guy and he doesn't even know what it is so i think it's still very much more niche than even console i think it's more of the very competitive console so, players okay so like, the, compa- like the, the, the the pro scene of console players then. yeah so i think I, well, uh, and that being said i think if microsoft gets on their horse hires whoever the hell like whoever the hell twitch promoted to you know promote them um or something along those lines they get a better pr i think we could see a takeoff of it because and this, I mean this specifically with Gears, because Gears is a grassroots with a lot of people. A lot of people started, like, on the original, on the original 360 with, um, Gears, you know what I mean? So I think if we start seeing, like, a better promotion because of it, we could have a, that could gain a lot of ground for a lot of people, like, our age and stuff like that. Do you think like, just throwing just money at that scene like, will like, make it big what, enough, you know, though? I mean, like I feel like, stuff, so... Right? So no I offense think to anyone that plays Xbox out if, there, but like, like I said, their if player done base is already that much smaller of PlayStation, and anyone that I is a console player exclusively into and plays PlayStation knows very little or cares on very little that, about. The, as we discussed prior, the prize pool was ridiculous. Uh, Gears of War, huge and I mean, I think that's, that's different when you're looking at a PC game like League of Legends, because really anyone can go on, even with a shitty laptop, and play League of Legends, so anyone can relate to that. But when you're looking at Gears of War, I mean, it is. Maybe can they even be playing on a PC? Can you play Gears of War 3 on well. PC? And it's okay. I, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I know they have some. Yeah, because I know like Microsoft does do a lot of cross promoting, but I'm saying that so you're looking at only one group of gamers that are probably a smaller group compared to PC gamers, PlayStation gamers. So there's already such a small market for people that care about it. And I just feel like it is going to be 
The biggest it'll ever get is Smash Brothers size. It has a very hardcore niche audience that love it when they get into it, but I don't feel like it ever will have that opportunity to take off because people can't relate to it. Because, yeah, there are those people that played the original You're, on the uh, Xbox and stuff like that. No but they haven't <laughs> thought about Gears of War since they've played yeah, it. I'm there like, are I'm so not, many I'm other bigger go esports right that they can relate to that they play now that I just don't know if it has that big enough kind of built-in audience to ever really reach beyond Super Smash Brother level. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think you, like, and especially, like, the fighting scene alone, like, I mean, those are those are primarily console-based. They, they more or less are, are all console-based, and they still have a decent scene, too. Like, I mean, Evo is a, is a, is a fairly large... Um, but those are cross-console, though. Those have both player bases. With the, yeah, and I guess, I guess the smaller ones, such as, like, Killer Instinct and stuff like that, like, they, their scenes are fairly small. But they, they, do, they do get promotions across cross I mean, yeah, like, like I would agree yeah. that, like, I mean, yeah, no, Smash is a scene, like, I mean, it's, it's not, it doesn't matter. I mean, I like the idea, I mean, I love playing it with my friends, like, um, my one friend has an Xbox, yeah, and I'll I go up and play like, it, I'll watch and play it, it's, and it is entertaining like to watch, as, alone, like, I mean, even as are, a PlayStation fanboy, that I've never played it before, I saw him get Gears of War 3, and I enjoy watching it, but it's not something that I would ever go out and personally watch competitively. And I'm, true, true I mean, enough, I'm obviously yeah. huge in esports. I love trying everything. Well, the, I love going yeah, and, and guess, watching it. No matter what the skill level is, I love like going and watching those like games. Like they, and I guess I'm just not personally appealed to do that. I mean, but they, 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 Dylan, I don't know if you feel differently about it. I don't know how big in console like, uh, you are about they, yeah, uh, they do get Gears of War or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, no, I can see what you're saying, yeah. Now, James, if you were running it, if you were running, like, the Gears of War thing and just did everything that you just said, then yeah, like, I think that would totally work. Um, but I think as far as predicting what Microsoft will do, I would probably say no on that. But I definitely think everything you said could be done. I don't really think they'll do it, but it definitely could be done. Man, I like that you, that you have that much faith in me as a promoter. That feels really good, man. <laughs> well, it, it comes down to passion and what you want, like what they want to get out of it. Microsoft wants to get more money out of it. You want a new scheme to come up that I people will love, and I think that's the difference. Work. And that and Microsoft will go the James, wrong route with that, unfortunately. And I think that's—I believe you in you too. I think like you could do. I think Dylan could do it. And just did I think that you, you guys said, have yeah, the right like, idea of what you want to get out of it, and I think that's the difference um, I think between an esports going big and staying where it's at. I would probably say no on that, but I definitely think everything you said could be done. I don't really think they'll do it, but it definitely could be done. Man, I like that you that you have that much faith as me as a like a promoter. That feels really good, man. <laughs> um, it... Dylan, on to your next one. That's fair. I could, I, yeah, I would, I, I can see that because again, it is, it does come down to a money thing, and if that's, if that's the sole end goal, then yeah, it could definitely, it's definitely probably not going to ga gain as much ground as I hypothetically would love it to love to see. So, what is like one of the most hyped things? Um, yeah. Oh boy. Okay. So, f my my next prediction, next big esport, 
or at least next eSport battle right. Oh, I know what this battle is. Right. I think. It has it has everything in place to be a really good esport. So right now it's free to play. It has basically the same model as League of Legends for unlocking characters. There's the free rotation every week and stuff. But there's an option to pay thirty bucks to get everyone. There's loot boxes. People love loot boxes. That's in the game too. And all the matches are super short and super hype. So what is like one of the most hype things about MOBAs? It's the team fights. The team fights are yeah. super hype. No, what if you just had a game that was just all team fights? And that's basically battle right. So you load into the game, pick your character. It's 2v2, 3v3. Even though I think 3v3 is like the uh, like preferred like competitive mode for most people. So you load in there, and then you just you just fight other people. And it's super hype. There's, so first you know, off, what I'm hearing like is that you mean James so. should just hop and on this like boat early and start streaming as a trio. And it's hype. And it's so hype. And and I, I think we'll, it we'll is make it huge ourselves. We don't need no big Twitch esports. You got to have a nice small player um, base. No, but I started playing this actually on your recommendation into. deal, and I saw you and playing, and I was asking questions about it. I downloaded it. Really excited. And I 100% agree. I think. I mean, it felt playing those first couple games in competitive mode felt like why I fell in love with League Bigger Twitch personalities are starting. The game's like, gotten longer, more complicated League of Legends, but I got in there, I, I, I kind of knew what Twitch I was doing, the champion seemed cool, like I love the skills, I love the idea, I think but it was the off. team fights. At very little early levels, everyone just kind of goes up and 5v5s everything, and it's just so hype, and that is totally what the yeah. like, 20 minute games are, <laughs> it's, I think it's it is, a three two, man. Yeah, two, like exactly. a 2v2 or 3v3, and the <laughs> entire time you're always in the action, there's no minions, there's no farming, you have everything unlocked from level 1, and it is just straight out fighting the entire time and it is something that i really want to play more of and that's kind of what i want to stream a lot more and i love to play with you some dylan but i just think i agree with you i don't know if it will be really take off this year but the roots will really be set this year that the people will start to play and i think by the late year those tournaments start to be popping up but i see 2019 being the year of battle right that this is a year where people figure out what it is that it is kind of the first year where people really start enjoying it and streaming it and the next year is when those tournaments start to fill up that like this is going to be the next thing and that it really starts to take off from there but i 100 percent agree with you that it is going to be the next big esport it has everything it needs and it is so easy for anyone just watching it to understand it because all they're doing is fighting it it's just like a 2v2 cage match like if you know that these two are going against these two you understand what's going on it doesn't matter about the abilities or anything like that. You were just watching a 2v2 fight. So it's easy for people not in the scene to understand it. And it can be very complex and hype for those inside the scene. So I love that prediction. And I'm totally on board with that. I'm, I'm a little hesitant. Um, mainly because um, like where it holds a lot of like similarities to lead. Um, a lot of like, I mean, a good, I, I will agree, a good portion of the scene likes to watch League because of team fights and stuff like that, and they're super hyped and stuff like that. But when you take away all the other variables, like, you know, like, yeah, it, like, people people who watch competitively, and Andrew, you can attest to this, get super hyped when they see a crazy-ass, like, very, very, like, micro-based team fight breakout after everything that's been going on building up to and stuff like that. But if that's all you have, it seems, to me, it seems a little shallow. Like not I'm, I'm a little hesitant, um, mainly because, um, like, where it holds a lot of like similarities to League, 
um, a lot of like, I mean, a good, I, I will agree, a good portion of the scene likes to watch League because of team fights and stuff like that, and they're super hyped and stuff like that. But when you take away all the other variables, like, you know, like, yeah, like, people people who watch competitive League, and Andrew, you can attest to this, get super hyped when they see a crazy ass, like, very, very, like, micro based team fight breakout after everything that's been going on building up to it and stuff like that but if that's all you have it seems to me it seems a little shallow like there's not enough depth to yeah. the game to yeah, it's, just, it's, it's like a health orb more or less wanted, or we're like or it's we're, we're kind of thinking it might i don't i like i'm because I'm, I'm watching somebody stream it right now and like yeah it's like super cool to see like this this 2v2 kind of like duke it out and stuff like that but at the end of the day, like, it's, like, I mean, this is something that can be, you know, like, very, I don't know, it, it, it just, it just seems like there's not enough, there's not enough there yet. I, like, and that's what you can kind of get with League, is that you, you get, you know, you get CSing, you get, you, you know, you get neutral objectives and stuff like that. And I understand there is something in the middle of Battle Right that you need to acquire to do, do you gotta hit it? Is that, is that, in, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Right on. Yeah. But like, even still, right? It's very, it's very baseline. You know what I mean? It's nothing. It's nothing super, super crazy. So, I don't know. I feel like there's just not enough there. It's very aesthetically pleasing to watch. I, to I totally agree. It's 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 very enjoyable to to, to just kind of like watch on its own. But I don't know if the depth is there. No. Yeah. Maybe with more champions, we'll see something something different. But that's kind of my take I, on it. I think a good way to look at it is, it's a fighting game that controls like a MOBA. So okay. you, right. yeah, so you don't enough. need the depth because, like, in fighting games, I mean, there is depth and there is combos, but that's kind of just uh, – it, it's it's not super in-depth. You know, you don't have this, this uh, like, 20-minute or 10-minute, 15-minute build-up to, like, the big team fight. It's just all the fight. So I think if you view it more of a, a fighting game that just controls, like, a MOBA, maybe that, like, kind of kind of aligns it a little bit better. Okay, yeah, I think I think with that explanation, yeah. that makes no. And I was gonna try to explain the same thing Dylan did in about I mean, two sentences like, and about a and I thirty minute speech. Like the, like the but yeah, I, I definitely kind of uh, agree you know, that like that is what they're kind of going for. And but like, I probably yeah, I guess screwed you, up like, explaining it to you a little bit there. Combine the two genres, it could be a really smart move. No, what Dylan's kind of going after is definitely the approach and the way you think you should look at it. I guess that and that's kind of how I gone into it. Is that I don't agree with what you're kind of saying right away, and you kind of change your mind. There needs to be depth because there are so many esports that don't have. Like a ton yeah, of depth you know what I mean? I think and still have if, that like, huge following. Like, but that's kind of much like the, the much like the um, War thing, Dylan. I think if but kind of going into I think my last prediction. Me, I don't even know how many we've done now. Um, but I am having high kind of hopes um, with the 2K league. <laughs> I mean, so to kind of be open, <laughs> I, I am interviewing for a position right now, working with the Bucks. But just kind of listening to some of the passion that they're kind of talking about is that these people really want to make this work and. The draft and they really have this following already kind of growing more than i thought people would take to it like they're doing it they're taking the right steps to kind of grow that i mean they had this whole season as kind of like a preseason. then they have the official draft and the team houses like they're kind of taking everything that an esports setting up has done right in the past and kind of learning from it while having that big money backing the big brand names so i think not only is that going to expedite um expectation that we had originally but i think by the end of the year a very similar uh league will be announced for either madden or fifa so it's kind of a two-part prediction but i really believe that this will kind of be the baseline for future kind of uh sports leagues there are some out there for madden already but i think they're kind of follow this format 
because of how well I think it's going to do. Yeah, it'd be nice to see somebody else have like a like a, a good model going into this because I know I know competitive FIFA is a thing. Like, especially, I think it, I think it's fairly big over in Europe. To my knowledge, this is like this is only after I think I've only seen one interview that uh, I think Vice did with a guy over there who basically branded himself as like a pro a pro FIFA player. But um, like yeah, I don't think the structure is really there. So if 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 the 2K League does a good job of establishing themselves which they seem to be doing they seem to be taking all the the good parts of um or like because yeah the good parts that have already been weeded out by all these other esports and incorporating into their scene it's great it's it, it just it, we need to make sure that there's the hype around it like i know i know a ton of people play like 2k like people love that shit but do they love it enough that they they care about it competitively that's the other thing right or is it just solely casual I definitely, I definitely think it could take off, and especially with the other games, because like as soon as you said Madden, like the old yeah. like, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Me, it, it just, like, we'll kind of see how it goes, but yeah, just kind of seeing those, how like, much time and kind of passion looking into it. Games, I mean, Madden so how they're treating at the box at least is that and, it's like a yeah, startup I, inside I the box. So right now, there's only three people working on the organization. They're they're the ones recruiting. Like they're taking it very kind of grassroots, like how esports started. And I like that approach rather than having the. 50 man team from the box kind of running it. It's just three guys passionate about esports that are starting it. I don't know if that's how all teams are doing it. I think that's But if that's the approach that these teams are taking, that is the right way to be growing this kind of league from the start. So that's really what made me kind of get my expectations up for it. And that I really hope other teams kind of follow it because obviously NFL teams are already interested in esports. They're investing, NBA teams are investing. So these owners are already interested in trying to expand into that brand but i mean i guess for uh predictions i guess we're kind of running low on time already we've already hit the 50 minute mark i mean we've had a really good discussion on some of these uh predictions this went a lot longer than i already thought it did but i mean do you guys have any last kind of wrap-up things or anything like that before we kind of close out the podcast Three each. Yeah, three each, where we planned on having like four or five. So, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm good. Uh, if you are going. Uh, yeah, I have one final prediction, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what do you got? Prediction uh, for next year. I'm ready for Project Esports Podcast 4. Hell yes. Oh, there he is. There he is. Trying to cheese it up. No, but no, I... <laughs> I definitely agree. I mean, I think that's another thing that we want to talk about and we'll kind of be a little bit more open about in the next couple of weeks. We have, I think we have a lot kind of planned for the upcoming year. We want to look into starting live streaming uh, the podcast. Not really, and no. really I trying thought, to like, bring again, more like interaction to, with like, you, the listeners, into the like, podcast oh God, as well. Like, while there's questions or you know, we to have some of you guys on and stuff like that. So I definitely agree, Dylan. This is going to be the year of Project So So before we wrap up the actual podcast, I kind of want to introduce to you guys kind of the 
concept of how these prediction Final shows prediction, are going to go. Uh, for next so, year, I'm ready for throughout the year. There's going to be a lot of different predictions. Out. Well, this will not be the only prediction show that we're going to oh, do. There he is. There but, he is. So each one of us have oh, three different project, uh, <laughs> yeah. predictions. So at the end of 2018, we're going to go back and look at all of the predictions from either the Overwatch League, the NALCS, Dota tournaments, and all that kind of stuff about who wins or what we think is going to happen. And then we're going to go back and assign points. So if that full prediction, so if somehow the Overwatch League um, has doubled the viewership of the NALCS World and the World's Tournament, I will get a full two points. If they just, let's say, if they just barely beat it out or if they tie it, I'll get one point because I kind of had the viewership right. But if the Overwatch League flops, I'll get zero. So if you get the full prediction right, you get two points. If you get it about half right or you're kind of getting there, you get one point. And if you were way off, like I'm probably going to be in some of my projections, you get zero. And then at the end of the year, we're going to kind of add up all the points, look at that. And then I think James dubbed the term, the prediction king will be crowned at the end of 2018. So I just kind of wanted to fill you guys in on this. This will probably be one of a handful of prediction episodes that we do kind of throughout the year. And if you guys have any crazy predictions or anything like that that you want us to kind of think over or talk about, tweet it at us, any of us, or at the Project Esports Podcast. Twitter, we'll definitely take that into consideration, and I hope you guys kind of have a couple better ones than us. But after that, I want to thank you all. That is so much for uh, – that is that does it for this week for the Project Esports Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> all our shows go up Monday mornings, so just in time for the start of the week. Uh, yeah, with that, guys, uh, I'm James. I'm Dylan. And I'm Andrew. And thank you so much for listening to the Project Esports Podcast. Uh, don't forget to subscribe or follow. Even just sharing this podcast with uh, with you know some, one of your buddies or anything like that means a ton to us, guys. Any any exposure is great. And all our shows go up Monday mornings, so just in time for the start of the week. Uh, yeah, with uh, that, guys. Uh, I'm James. I'm Dylan.